Well, here we are. Good morning. Again, welcome to Faith. It's fantastic to be here and to gather and to, uh, to celebrate and to worship together. It's so good to, to be in the presence of God and just to enjoy being in church. It's, it's good. We've, Debbie and I have just come back from, from a month away. We were here last week, but it's like it's just so good to be back and worshiping with all of you. And so today we're going to be uh, starting, a, it's just a two-part series, so just call it a mini-series if you want, um, called Balancing Act, Balancing Act. And so has, has anyone here lost their balance before? Like at some point, there's some reason that something has happened and you've lost your balance. I can remember as a kid, we had a, a swing in a, in a big apple tree on our property and, and, and brothers and sisters, you know, as we do, anyway, one would get on the swing and the other one would spin them. And then the challenge was is you had to try to walk a straight line or walk at all after you got off the swing. And it was almost as if the ground tilted. Like, you know what it's like when you're dizzy and you've been spun around? It's like what's under you that isn't actually moving, but it's like it's as if the ground moves. And, it, and the funny thing is, like, uh, I, I really in some ways hate cat videos on the Internet. But it's like there's this one where there's a cat in, in, a, in an office chair and somebody spins the office chair and then the cat. So anyway, sorry. All you, cat, all you cat lovers out there, like, I said, okay, that's, that's actually funny. But it's like when we get dizzy, we lose our balance, and it seems like everything under us is shifting and tilting. As we interact with the world, as we interact with people, as we, as we look around, it seems that there's a lot of people in our world, and sometimes it's us, where the world under them seems to be shifting, and we try to keep our balance in a shifting world, in a shifting culture. It's like on a global scale, we see it maybe in politics, where, where there seems to be some instability there, whether it be the environment or the, or, or the weather patterns. It's like there's this instability, and it's as if things are out of balance. In our personal lives, it, it could be in the area of our finances. You know, something could happen or might happen that would result in, in, in something shifting and suddenly everything is a little out of whack. It could be in our relationships. It could be in our health. We get a bad report and suddenly it's as if we've just got off of the swing and we're trying to walk, but it's as if the ground is moving under our feet. We've lost our balance. And I believe to maximize our potential, to walk in everything that God has for us and wants to do through us, that we can walk in the freedom of that. I believe that we need to be healthy. Healthy. Now, we need to make healthy choices, and, and yes, it's a bit of a balancing act. To be healthy is to be in balance. And over the next couple of weeks, I want to really talk about the idea of balance and today and, and next week, because I believe it's without balance, without that sense of some sort of reference and stability, I don't believe we can really walk in the fullness of what God has for us as a church, but as individuals as well, the idea of walking in strength. So from that, let me ask you are, you, are you healthy? I want you to think about yourself. Do a little instant kind of self-evaluation in some ways and think, if someone was to walk up to you and ask you, like, you know, are you healthy? How could you respond to that? And I, and I don't know that, I don't mean that you know where the gym is. You know what I mean? It's, it's not, not just that. I mean, I mean really healthy as a person. Is there wholeness? Is there that sense of unity and wholeness? And are you in health? Is your life balanced? In uh, about three quarters of the way through the New Testament, there's, there's a book called 3 John. There's 1 John, 2 John, 3 John. Well, 3 John in verse 2, it says this. 
Dear friends, this is the NIV, dear friends, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you just as you are progressing spiritually, just as, as, you are well with, just as it is well with your soul, one translation says, just as it is well with your soul. It gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about, about your faithfulness to the truth, telling how you continue to walk in it. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. So, again, why is balance and health and all these things, why is this important? I mean, isn't God's grace enough? Doesn't the scripture say, in my weakness he is strong and God's strength is made perfect in weakness? Yes, that is true. That's, that is definitely in the scripture. But when I consider the grace of God and consider the things that God has for us and for me as an individual, I want to respond to God's grace in the greatest way possible. I want to lean into all that has, God has for me as a follower. And in order to do that, I have to be able to walk in balance. That's where my destiny will be f- fulfilled. I believe that God has shown us in his word how to do it. His script, the word is, is powerful, the word is instructive, the word brings life. And I want to read in Mark chapter 12, verses 30 and 31, Jesus has been interacting with the religious leaders, and they're actually pretty impressed. And so, so one of the religious, asked, religious leaders asked Jesus, he says, what's the most important commandment? Like, what's the most important? Like, what's the nuts and bolts of this thing? Like, what really makes this all tick? And, and Jesus breaks it down. And he refers to the Old Testament, but this is what he says. In verse 30, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these. He's he's referencing Deuteronomy chapter 6, where Moses has been teaching the the children of Israel and getting them ready to go into the promised land, and he's laying it all out before them. And Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 1 one says, these commands, these are the commands, decrees, and laws that the Lord your God directed me to teach to you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess, so that your children and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you, so that, it, so that you may enjoy long life. Hear, O Israel, and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you. Remember that opening scripture that I read? So that it may grow, go well with you, and that you may increase greatly in the land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your fathers, promised you. And then he says again, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. For us to be in health, I believe that there are three areas that we need to have in balance based on the principles of this scripture. It's with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. To maintain overall health, we need to balance physical health, our body, emotional health, our soul, and spiritual health, our spirit. What we have here is your basic tripod. And it has three legs on it. And I remember from my physics class and geometry and all that stuff, three points determine a plane. And the reason a tripod with cameras and so on, like survey equipment and all that stuff, the reason they use three legs is because a three-legged device 
is stable on a surface. Even if, it's, even if the surface has got a little bit of variation to it, a three-legged instrument will stand on it. Now the interest, and so when we think about this idea of, of body, soul, and spirit, physical, emotional, and spiritual, we could, we could consider them each a leg of this tripod because that, you know, that shows the stability. You can, you can mount a camera on this, and it's stable, and you can you know, you take your shots, and it'll stay there, which is great when you're doing video. But if we think of this, if we think this is, you know, body, soul, and spirit. So we're in good health. Things are going well there. We've got good relationships. You know, things, things are happening there. But we find that, you know, business world's good. But our spiritual life, you know, it's like maybe business is good. Maybe our relationships are good. But we've neglected our spirit. Yeah. It's only one of the three. But it has a pretty large effect on the stability of what's here. Okay, well, maybe, you know, some people say, you know, like, me and God is all we need. It's, that's true to a point. But to be in the fullness, yes, okay, so, so you and God are good. Your spirit is strong. You know, maybe things are going, your body's good, but your relationships are a mess. You know, you're, you're, in, a, you're in a relationship that you know you shouldn't be in. Maybe you're in, um, maybe you're emotionally, you're, complicated you know can I just yeah I'm, I'm allowed to use that word <laughs> and, and and what happens is again it's it's only one I mean me and God are good you know like physically I'm okay but emotionally I'm just a wreck and then, and then perhaps you know we'll go for the rest of them as well it's like our relationship with God is great we're getting along with people but really, our bodies are a mess. You know, we're really struggling physically. You know, you know what it's like, you know, woohoo, my cholesterol is down a point. Let's go grab two burgers and a cheesecake to celebrate. Uh, oh, did I say that out loud? Oh, I know, I know, I'm just meddling now, right? You know, it, but it's like, you know, our, our physical selves, and it's like sometimes we wear tired and busy like a badge of honor. It's like, how are you doing? Oh, I'm busy. Like, well, how are things? Well, I'm tired. Yeah, it's, um, it's really hard to fulfill the call of God on our lives when our health, when we're such poor health, we, we can't even get out of bed in the morning. We don't have energy to do anything. And, and, and understand, I, I totally understand that there are factors in all three of these that are many times out of our control. But I'm talking about maximizing and being in balance and the idea of being able to be stable and fulfill what God has laid on our hearts to do. With all our hearts, with all our soul, with all our strength. It's a three-legged structure, and there's so many threes in Scripture. Like, I'm talking about emotional health, spiritual health, and physical health, but it's like, it talks about how there's a cord of three strand is not easily broken. We think of God Himself as the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit both different and equal and completely united. We look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, these guys that were in the furnace. We, we talk about faith, hope, and love. These three remain. All these things are, are so important. The, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, He rose on the third day. There's so many threes. And I believe it's a pattern that we can use, and we can actually leverage this and think about it as how we apply it to our own lives. 
So number one, I want us to consider this from the standpoint of our physical health. What do we need to maintain physical health? Just basic physical health. What are the needs? Again, I'm going back to the tripod. I'm going back to this. To be healthy, we need proper nutrition, we need proper exercise, and we need proper, proper rest. The three of them is like we need to, to eat the right things. We need to be able to, to make sure that our diet is, is good. We, we need to, to exercise. We were born, we were made, we were designed to move. And if we never move, it catches up on us. It really, really does. And we need proper rest. You know, the pace we live sometimes is killing us. <laughs> but we need those three things to, to maintain that balance. So we got proper diet, proper exercise, and proper rest. And it's like, you might be thinking, that doesn't sound very spiritual, Pastor. You know, I mean, we could, that could be an infomercial for Health Canada. Yes, but it's also scriptural. If we would turn to Mark chapter 6, verse 31. Here's an example of Jesus recognizing the humanity of those he was with and recognizing the need for proper rest, exercise, and food. Here's an example of him pulling his, his, his closest away. He's in, Mark, in Mark chapter 6, verse 31, it said, Then, because so many people were coming and going that they didn't even have t- a chance to eat. All right? That's busy. That's tired. That's hungry. But think about this. They were so busy. There were so many people around. They didn't have a chance to eat. So he said to them, Jesus said to them, Come away with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. Jesus was concerned about what they ate. He was concerned that they got their proper rest, and obviously they were getting their exercise. And if the boat ride counts, you can put that in there. It gives me the three points, all right? Right, so, so we see that balance. Jesus actually recognizes the, the Trinitarian nature of our health, even our physical health. So in saying that, let's do what we can to remain in health and remain strong physically to allow us to be able to do our part to reach our city with the gospel of Jesus Christ through our physical health. So we will choose to keep balance in our diet, our exercise, and proper rest. Okay, so that's easy. So physical health is important, but there's more than to life than just our body. That's only one leg of the tripod. First Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Paul's talking to Timothy, and he says, for physical training is of some value. So those that think going to the gym is a waste of time, Paul says it's of some value, okay? Just saying. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. So that's pretty important. They have both physical health as well as others. So uh, the next one I want to go to, though, is our emotional health. We want our soul to, to be healthy, body, soul, and spirit. So our emotional health. Out of the abundance of the heart, our mouth speaks. I know in my own life, at times when I am um, struggling on the inside, when my emotions have just been put through the ringer, I notice it begins to come out in, in what I say and how I interact with people. And it's one of those things that sneaks up on you and just kind of jumps out there. Um, my wife 
says that's when my filter isn't working. And sometimes my filter doesn't work. And when it doesn't, I recognize that there's things coming out of me and it's coming out of an emotional place. And that's not to say that, oh, condemn me for being real. No, that's understanding that when we're in that place, we recognize there's something out of balance. And for my life, that usually requires an apology or one or two. And so that, I get used to doing that a lot. <laughs> but our emotional health, we need to be healthy emotionally. And again, I'll go back to the tripod. I, I believe that there's, there's three things that are three relationships that really contribute to our emotional health. And remember, Christianity is not to be, meant to be lived alone. If we look at the greatest commandment that Jesus was talking about, you'll love God with all your heart, your soul, and strength, and what's the second half of it? Love your neighbor, right? It's being in relationship with people. And I believe that is very key to emotional health, our relationships, how we relate to others as well as relating to God. So if we look at the, at the tripod, we talked about diet, exercise, and rest, right? Diet, exercise, and rest. That's true. We can kind of look at that with people as well and how we interact with people and how they contribute to our lives. We can look at that as those who feed you. That's your diet. People in your life, those mentors, the people that feed you. People that you feed or you pour into, that's exercise. And people that you can be with and just be refreshed. You can relax. You can be real. You can be yourself. You can rest. And as I said that, you probably thought of people that fit into those categories, right? You're thinking like, yeah, that, that's that person that I hang out with. It's just like, you can just chill and just be me. So if I think of that from those standpoint, let's, let's start with the first one. Those that you feed. Those, or no, or sorry, those who feed you. First one's those who feed you. Okay, what your diet, what you take in. These are those mentors, those leaders, those pastors, those teachers in your life that that shape us and, and build us up and, and encourage us and feed us as emotionally. When we think about it, Jesus, when he was talking about giving gifts to the church, Paul refers to it in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Ephesians 4, 11, verses, or 4, 11 to 13, he says, It was he, Jesus, who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we can reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. It's just talking about this. He gave these people to be able to invest in us and, and feed us and help us to see things that we can't see ourselves. We all have blind spots. And when we've got those people that pour into us, that feed us, and sometimes in the day and age that we live, that might even be from a distance. I've got mentors that I've never met but they've got great teaching and it's available and, and I actually learn from them and they feed me emotionally as well as spiritually. So that's, that's important to have those people. Hebrews 13, verse 17 in the message. Oops, sorry. Hebrews 13, 17 in the message. And this is in the Bible, so it's like this isn't just the pastor speaking, okay? In the, in the message it says, be responsive to your pastoral leaders. <laughs> Listen to their counsel. They are alert to the condition of your lives and work under the strict supervision of God. Contribute to the joy of their leadership, not its drudgery. Why would you want to make things harder for them? Can we put that on the walls? Like, <laughs> can we frame that and just leave it there? 
you guys are an awesome congregation. That does, that's just one of those little reminders. That <laughs> you could put that on your fridge if you like. Uh, can we make magnets? Yeah, just. Here's the thing. If, if you struggle to um, submit to leadership of different kinds, not just your pastor, to leadership, there's probably something out of balance in your life. There's probably something that there's, that's contributing to that. And this is just an important part of what it is to be in balance. I mean, I thank God for people like my parents who for years poured into my life and trained me up in the way of the Lord. I, think, I thank God for people, mentors that God has put in my life that feed me and help me to, to recognize things and stretch me sometimes because we don't like to be stretched, but we need those people in our lives that can do that. So that's number one. That's the first one. The second one, those who you feed. There should be relationships in your life. There should be people in your life, no matter who you are, that you are investing in, that you are feeding, that you are somehow contributing to them being better people. Because that makes us better people when we do that. There should, there should be people, it could be your kids. I mean, Paul had Timothy, right? When we think about that thing, there's different ones around. It's like, who is in your life that are better people because you're there? And if there's no one, find them. Like, be intentional. Think about this. Like, it's, in, it's incredibly important to have those people that you're investing in because it makes you grow as well because they will have questions. They will have opportunities to stretch you and there will be opportunities for that to happen. And be careful in relationships, thinking of friendships and so on like that. I mentioned being complicated before, but in a relationship, is if all you ever do is make withdrawals emotionally, then eventually that relationship will become bankrupt. We need to make sure that we're depositing in others as well because we don't want those relationships to go sideways. There's so many people that we can encourage and invest in, and it doesn't have to be super um, obvious in some ways. It can be so subtle, but it's so powerful. It's kind of that principle of sowing and reaping as you sow into someone else's life. You reap so many things. When we're, gen when we're generous with our lives, God has a way of multiplying his blessing. So people that feed us, people we feed, and just those who nurture and refresh us, those you can be yourself with. I mean, Jesus had his closest friends. Jesus walked with the Spirit. There's friends, there's family, there's, there's times to chill and relax. You know, and, and we, sometimes we kind of, um, I grew up in a, in a, in a, agricultural background on the farm and so on like that and we worked hard and we worked a lot and um, sometimes you can take that the wrong way but you have to have moments where you just have some fun there's nothing anti-scriptural to having moments of just relaxing and fun and rest it's so important and so those relationships that are a part of that who are the people in your life that you could just have fun with maybe it's Maybe you go throw axes at a big wall and, you know, just relax and chill. and It's fun. It doesn't actually, I'm sorry, that's my own background. It was, it was the best thing ever. <laughs> okay, focus. I got my notes so I can stay on track. People that, that, that encourage us, that we are refreshed with. Now, the cool thing about this, this tripod is, is my wife 
is actually, she represents all three in some ways to me. She's someone that, that pours into me. She, she's someone that allows me to pour into her, and, and she's that person that I find rest with. We can, we, can, we can go for a walk, and we'll either talk or we won't, but we're at rest either way. So it's like, do you know what I mean? So, and I don't expect, it's not for, fair for her to refill all those needs all the time, the only person that does that. That's not healthy. But she is the person that does that, so we need to make sure that we're finding those people in your life. Who are those people in your life that uh, represent those three aspects of your emotional health? She goes, it's leaning. Yes, it is. (laughs) A little weakness there in my physical health. We won't even talk about my mental health. Okay, so we'll keep going. Spiritual health. Number three. So we've got body, soul, and spirit. Physical, emotional, and spiritual health. And here we go. Last one. Are you spiritually healthy? What do we need to be spiritually healthy? And guess what? (laughs) I'm going back to the tripod again. Diet, exercise, and rest. To be spiritually healthy, we need a healthy diet of God's Word. We need to exercise our faith through worship, serving, acting out what we know. And we need that time of prayer and meditation of resting in Him and allowing Him to be God. Spiritual health comes from feeding on God's Word, exercising what we know, and resting in Him. The Word, our diet. Jesus answered in Matthew 4.4, It is written, He's quoting the Old Testament, Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Every word. You don't live by just your physical needs. There's spiritual needs that need to be met. And can I just say, can we learn to fix our own meals? I hope that when you come here on a Sunday morning, that you enjoy the worship, that you find it's a place where you can enter into that. And I pray that the word, as we as we teach and as, as it goes out, that, that you receive something that you can take home. But can I say that's almost like going to a, to a restaurant to eat? But there's also the aspect of throughout the week that we can feed ourselves, that we can learn to prepare a spiritual meal from the Word of God. We can get in there, we can open it, we can look, and we can re- receive something from it. And, and I'm not just talking about like Jube jubes and, and, and snacks that you can get Twitter feeds and, and you know, internet, right? You, know, like, you get the quote of the day and it's like, woohoo, I'm good. That's not a meal. Might be an appetizer sometimes, and they're good. But if we're really going to be strong spiritually, just like, I mean, I've got friends of mine that, that do go to the gym on a regular basis. They work out hard and they're in great shape. But if they didn't eat, I mean, if some of the rest of us ate what they ate, We'd weigh 300 pounds. But, you know what I mean? If, but spiritually, if we don't feed ourselves, if we don't learn to do that, we'll always be, I'll say, malnutrition or malnourished. And so let's, let's be those people that learn to eat the Word of God and to do that together. Uh, Peter talks about how, um, you know, we start with milk and then we work our way up to solid food. There's a process there, but... We can learn to do that. And one of the ways that we can learn to do that is through our groups. 
We've got small groups that are happening all over the city. And, and if you'd like to check into Faith Next after the service, you can find out a little bit more about a variety of groups of different types. Some meet on Friday nights, some meet on Tuesday nights, so on like that. But it's, it, you get into a group and you get around other people and you can begin to, to interact and see how someone else does it. And you go, oh, I can do that. Yes, you can. Spiritual exercise. So we've got, we've got diet, exercise, and rest, right? So spiritual exercise, what's that look like? Just like knowing where the gym is doesn't actually help you to work out. Just knowing the Word of God isn't enough either. We actually have to begin to put what we know into practice. We actually start to, to exercise our faith. We do that in worship. I mean, I love our team. I mean, they actually sometimes, I think, make it too easy. We can come in here into the presence of God and we've got to awesome team we come together their heart is towards God it's like they go way before us in worship and we get to kind of come in on the and the coattails of that and worship God but it's like that's exercise when we worship God that exercise that strengthens faith within us when we worship God and we do it here and we do it at home that's one of the things. But we also, when we apply our lives and we begin to step out in faith and we begin to respond to God's word and we begin to, to interact with people and, 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 and be obedient to God, that's exercise. Maybe it's giving. Maybe it's serving. There's just so many different ways in our lives that we can do something. We can be active. Being a Christian is not a passive thing. Right. It's not a ticket. It, it, it's, it's an enlistment. It, it's where we actually we, we say, yeah, here I am. God, use me. Make me part of the team. And so that's so important for us to be able to walk in that. James, who, who, uh, the brother of Jesus, who was a very in-your-face, pull-no-punches kind of a guy, James chapter 2, verses 14 to 17, he says, Guys, what good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith but he has no deeds? Can such faith save him? Rhetorical question. In the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, it's dead. I'll expand on that a lot more in our next week's when I'm talking about balance, but let's just be aware that there's more than one dimension to this. And as we get those, all those dimensions firing, there's strength in that and there's power in that and there's fruit in that. Faith that works. Let's be people of proper diet, proper exercise, and rest. Resting in prayer, resting in Christ. This one's probably one of the hardest things for me to do. I see, I have a vision for our city. I have a vision for this church. I'm passionate about what God wants to do. And I, I take my responsibility as a pastor so seriously. And I try so hard to be all that God has called me to be. And often I go hard, I read my, I study the word and I go hard and it's so hard for me sometimes to stop long enough to hear the voice of God and rest. Without it, without it, we're not going to make it, people. Unless we can find a way to trust God enough to actually let Him be God and us trust Him and rest in Him and pray and seek His face and get to that place where we're beyond ourselves and be okay with that. 
to be beyond ourselves and be okay with that. That's scary. I'm not quite a control freak, but that's scary for me. That's coming to the place where you've got to trust God and being okay with it. Because you know what? Some of the most beautiful, peaceful, powerful times of God are when we get to the end of ourselves and are okay with it and just allow God to be God in the midst of that. We find that in the place of prayer. We find that in that place of trusting Him. Cast, 1 Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxieties, all your cares on Him because He cares for you. He does. That comes, rest comes in that. He says, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. As the team comes back, I just want us to take a few moments after, you know, considering the thoughts of this. You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. Love God. As we think about proper exercise and, or diet and exercise and rest, as we think about all these, these things that I've mentioned, the, the idea of feeding on God's Word and putting it into practice and then resting in prayer, as we think about th- these things in our lives, we recognize that all of us have some room for improvement. It's not just me. I'm thankful for people in my life that, that tell me, like, are you getting out for walks? Are you getting some exercise? Are you spending some time with God because you really need to do that? It's like, yeah, well, I can't. It's, you really need to do that. It's like, yeah, yeah, I do. Because as, as we stay in balance, remember, all of this is on the foundation of Jesus. It begins with the tripod has to have something solid to be upon, and that is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Spiritual health is, is, is quicksand without the foundation of a relationship with Jesus Christ for it to stand on. And all of this is dependent upon that foundation. And, and that's where we start. But then we build on that. And because of the, the idea of the, the the trio, the, the tri, the three-legged. There's so many things. It's like you guys can go from this place and you can think about the tripod and it falling over and you can begin to think about those things like, yeah, yeah. I mean, my, my relationship with God's pretty good and, you know, I'm pretty, pretty healthy. But you recognize that, that emotionally there's some things there that are just, they're just out of whack, you know? And, and, and we all have reasons for being there. We get there all different ways, circumstances, life can throw some pretty crazy curves at us. But if we ignore it, hoping it will go away, if we ignore it thinking, well, it's long as nobody else knows it's okay. Sometimes we need somebody to catch us and say, hey, maybe, maybe we should talk about that or maybe you should find somebody that you can confide in. Maybe there's, you know, maybe we need to to go see somebody. Maybe you need to talk to your pastor. Maybe, maybe there's a, a counselor or a Christian counselor somewhere that you could confide in and you could begin to, to, to look at your emotional health. Now maybe emotionally you're feeling pretty strong and physically you're pretty good, but you're realizing, you know what, my spirituality is, is, is pretty low on the, uh, on the list. <laughs> I show up to church every once in a while and 
call it my church, but I'm not really all that committed to it. Um, I, you know, I, I read my Bible sometimes, and, and I pray when I remember it, just before I fall asleep usually. And we realize that you know, there's a weakness there that God wants to strengthen. And maybe it's, you know, we talked spiritually, maybe it's your physical health. Maybe you know that's like, man, I'm killing myself. Maybe it's rest, maybe it's diet, whatever. Do you know what? The cool thing about God's word and God's grace is that every day he gives us another opportunity to think about how we're doing. <laughs> he gives us another day to evaluate it and say, hmm, maybe I should, should look at that. So can we stand together? And here's your, here's your application. Here's your homework for, tonight, for today, for this week. I want you to think about it. Evaluate it. How am I doing spiritually, emotionally, physically? What can I do? Just one thing. Pick one thing and begin to strengthen that one thing. And suddenly you'll begin to see, wow, that made a difference. So God, I pray for your people. Lord, I pray, God, that as, as we think about your word, as we apply your word to our lives, we'll recognize, Lord, that we need you. That we'll recognize that you are the foundation. Lord, you are the beginning. You are the end. You are the author. You are the sustainer. God, and in you, we can find balance and strength. And so, Lord, I pray for those that might be struggling physically today. God, that you will meet them where they are. Maybe it's, maybe it's sickness. Maybe it's, it's something that they have no control over. God, I pray your healing hand upon them, that you would strengthen them in the name of Jesus. And God, that you would help them. Lord, if it's decisions they need to make, give them the strength to do that. Maybe emotionally, you know, you know that there's some things out of whack. Lord, I just pray. Lord, that you will minister to the deep needs, deep hurts, deep brokenness of each of us, Lord, and bring healing and wholeness. And God, in the area of spirituality, Lord, you would be our strength. You would be our Savior. You would be our Lord, and that we could walk out of this place knowing, without a shadow of doubt, that we are accepted by you, we are healed by you, and we, we are loved by you. In Jesus' name, amen.